Yo. <laughs> it goes in just me. Welcome to our podcast, How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. Uh, my name is Sandra. I'm Andy. And if this is the very first episode that you are listening to, we would recommend that you listen to the previous episode. That's episode one. Especially because this is a continuation. This is a part two of sorts of that particular episode. That episode was How Nigerian Elections Work. But don't. Uh, yeah. Not exactly about don'ts, but you get the picture. So, um, in that um, episode, we gave you an overview of sorts of um, what the Nigerian elections are like, how they've, what they've always been like. Andy, the history geek, um, showed us that um, from day one, elections in Nigeria have not worked. They're still not working. They've always been terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, um, with this episode, we're going to try to um, explain how exactly um, the elections are rigged. You know, I saw your article um, after the... Because you, you mentioned that you were going to put out an article yeah. about um, elections in Nigeria and people droning on and on about PVCs. And I read that article and I like the part where you talked about um, this get your PVC, get your PVC drive, working on the assumptions that everybody's going to behave themselves. And it took me back to a speech that Donald Duke made back in 2010. And he was basically saying the same thing you said. He said um, that um, Nigerians Nigerians are very all about, oh, let's go out and vote, let's go out and vote. But that's not where the rigging starts. The rigging starts like at the very beginning. As soon as INEC releases a blueprint, that's when whoever wants to rig the election starts to rig the election. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, even sometimes even before INEC releases, is the blueprint like right now you have this tussle between the president and the national assembly mm. about the order in which elections should, should take place mm-hmm. should the presidential election be before the national assembly election and vice versa mm-hmm. the reason for that tussle is that whoever's election is first has an advantage mm-hmm. because the other people are forced to rig for them mm-hmm. and then if you don't trust the person you just rigged for mm-hmm. they can you know turn around after you've helped them win the election to rig against you so there's this whole like hostage situation so you see even before INEC has released its own um its own timetable and gotten the ball rolling the politicians are already planning on how to rig the election oh my goodness i remember jagger was making that statement as well back in 2015 january 2015 he said um that elections are rigged in nigeria because the politicians are very difficult so you're you're trying to be 10 steps ahead of them and the elections are the the politicians are doing their best to undermine you i remember when everybody was rejoicing at, at the fact that jega was the chairman of uh, INEC with the previous election you know everyone was like oh with jega oh he's such a man of integrity he's blah he's this he's blah he's that you know and still uh, you know what I'm going to ask you mm. what, how would you rate the 2015 elections compared to other elections in Nigeria under Jega under Jega uh, Jega conducted two elections let's yeah. not forget 2011 and 2015 mm-hmm. and both elections were dirty and um, it, a lot of people forget this now like mm-hmm. right now um in the aftermath of 2015, mm-hmm. Jonathan lost the election. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan supporters have been going on and screaming mm-hmm. blue murder about how, you know, um, the election was rigged mm-hmm. and all of that. But we all forget mm-hmm. that in um, 
2011, mm-hmm. after Jega conducted the election and Jonathan won, mm-hmm. the opposition were the ones screaming. Oh. I, I I will never forget there was this whole thing. It, it was on social media mm-hmm. where people were saying Jega, J-E-G-A, mm-hmm. stood for Jonathan Ebele, good luck, Azigiwe. Oh. A, a remix of Jonathan's yeah, acronyms. Yes. Yeah, but you see, Jega conducted an election and the incumbent won the first time and lost the second time. Mm-hmm. So on the face of it, it looks like, oh, that means, well, maybe he called it down the middle. Mm-hmm. He, he ran a free and fair election. Mm-hmm. But no, not really. What we had was a situation where, well, rigging continued mm-hmm. in the places it normally continues. Mm-hmm. In my home state, River State, both times, PDP got like upwards of 90% of the vote, mm-hmm. which is a good indicator that the election was rigged. In both <laughs> elections, um, Buhari, first as CPC candidate and then later as APC candidate, mm-hmm. got over 90% of the vote in Kano State, another indicator of a rigged election. Mm. So you see, and that's one thing that people often forget when they look at the person of the national chairman. Mm-hmm. The national chairman does not run elections in the states. That's right. The recs and the, and, and the, ex, the, the rec, that's re, resident electoral commissioner, mm-hmm. each state has one, mm-hmm. and then the EOs, the electoral officers in each LGA, mm-hmm. they run the election state by state. Mm-hmm. And by the time the reports get to the national chairman, mm-hmm. a lot of the damage has already been done. So the national chairman is really faced with like two choices. Mm-hmm. Let the results stand mm-hmm. or cancel. declare that on his watch, whole, wholesale election rigging just took place yeah. and he has to cancel the whole thing. You know, this is basically the same thing um, Donald was saying in his speech in 2010. He said, yeah, sure, the chairman is just going to say this is what we want to happen and this is how we're going to do it. But in the different states, especially when the federal government isn't releasing the monies that the state recs need. So that means it's up to the state government, the government. to take care of the rec. Exactly. And if the state government is taking care of the rec... Everything's going to happen. It's the same thing that we used to have in Nigerian football for mm-hmm. a number of years mm-hmm. where you had these league matches in the Nigerian local league mm-hmm. and the football association mm-hmm. was not taking care of the referees. Okay. So referee would travel to a, to, to for, for a match and the home team mm-hmm. will have to host the referee, mm-hmm. pay for his accommodation mm-hmm. and his sometimes his transport mm-hmm. and his feeding and then come match day you expect that referee to be impartial. It's not going to happen. And that's why for years Nigerian football matches the home team always won. Mm. It's the same thing that happens in, in Nigerian elections. It's very difficult to see a rec call an election against the sitting governor mm. because sitting governor has been funding INEC for four years mm. and the election time comes around and the government is always slow to release funds. Mm. And this is and this was, this is an issue that was meant to be avoided by making INEC independent. The mm. I in INEC stands for independent. That's right. So the idea was that INEC's funding comes out before every other person's funding oh. in the government so INEC can run its own. But at the end of the day, INEC still waits for the president and the National Assembly to vote its budget and release its money. Exactly. But again, how can it be independent if the money is coming from the government? Well, that's the point, you know, but well, we're, that goes into a whole other thing, which we're <laughs> going to get into another podcast, which is the <laughs> difference between the federal government and the federation. So okay. when we talk about how um, Nigerian government works but doesn't mm-hmm. we'll get into that technically federal government is not the one that's supposed to be paying INEC and it's supposed to be paid by the federation which is a different thing but okay. they okay. often end up being the same that's probably going to take like two hours to do but let's let's um, paint a picture Andy let's right. let's talk about how rigging um, occurs how election malpractice let's not like leave it to just rigging yes. so how election malpractice, malpractice. happens yes. from the moment that 
INEC says, oh, we're going to have an election till the moment where we have um, somebody declared as the winner of said elections. Yes, great. Uh, I love that you framed it that way because it's a whole process. Mm. And that was what I was trying to get out of my article about um, forget your PVC, forget your personal voters card because it's not just about the voting. Mm. It's a whole process. You can actually check out that article on www.andyawoforibot.com Your surname is too long, sir. It's my name. It's what they give. My name is my name. Why don't you give it like some nice, sexy Oibo name? I would like to believe that Andy Oboforibo is a nice and sexy <laughs> name. Personal opinion. Like you should have like androido.com or something. Ooh, why did you do androido.com? They can find it if they want to find it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so yeah, but elections are a process, mm-hmm. and here's the thing: the, the whole process is engineered towards getting the will of the people registered in an election. Mm-hmm. So the politician who does not, who may or may not want the will of the people to mm-hmm. be expressed, mm-hmm. is now trying to hijack the system. Is trying to like hijack the process at specific points, mm-hmm. vulnerable points. Mm-hmm. So it starts, like you said, with Anik announcing the election. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then INEC starts planning its own internal um, processes for the election. Mm-hmm. It starts um, recruiting staff mm-hmm. because INEC runs with a skeletal staff year round. Mm-hmm. And when it's time for the elections, they hire on what they call ad hoc staff, mm-hmm. usually from the Nigerian Youth Service Corps, the Youth Corpus. Mm-hmm. They hire them on, prepare them, they start training them for the elections. Mm-hmm. Then they open the voters' register, mm-hmm. people to come and do registration. Mm-hmm. Then there's verification exercise. Mm-hmm. Then while the verification exercise is ongoing, INEX now releases the guidelines for the election mm-hmm. then there's the release of the materials for the election or the rather the creation of the materials mm-hmm. then two days or three days before the election the process of releasing the election material starts mm-hmm. with and that culminates on election morning mm-hmm. when the materials get to the polling units mm-hmm. then at that point it's voting starts it starts with accreditation of registered voters mm-hmm. then voting mm-hmm. then counting of votes mm-hmm. declaration of results at the polling unit mm-hmm. then transfer of those results to collation centers mm-hmm. and announcement at each level of collation until you get to your TV and you get to Rubebe shouting we will not take it. <laughs> so that's the whole process. And each of those points that I have mentioned, mm-hmm. a politician has a plan for hijacking the process. God damn it. Yes. Well, that's, that's in many ways that is the job of most politicians. So the only one I can see clearly is, you know, with the problem, the problem that could arise as a result of the funding. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the funds aren't released, um, it means that by the time the funds are released, everything's going to be done last minute, last minute. Yes. So that means that employing the ad hoc staff is going to also happen last minute, last minute. So like maybe the politicians will use that to trick their people inside there. Oh yes, all the time. Like um, a running thing Mm. in in politics for the year and a half Mm -hmm. leading into an election Mm -hmm. when it like picks up speed like in like three months before an election Mm -hmm. is getting your own list of ad hoc staff into INEC wow each politician has his list you know oh these are the coppers that I can trust isn't that illegal very illegal highly illegal and how does INEC let that happen because INEC is starving and so INEC is not really independent at the state level and so INEC is looking for the INEC Rex, the EOs are all going around from politicians to politician cap in hand, expecting something. And if the politician says, oh yeah, I will help you. Mm. But what I need from you is I want to make sure that in my local government, these my coppers are the ones put as ad hoc staff. Mm. Then what happens is like the French say, la main qui donne, la main qui dirige, the hand that gives is the hand that directs. Oh. And that's what happens all the time. And 
that uh, that that um, selection of ad hoc staff is critical mm. because it's a different because what do the ad hoc staff do in an election? Mm-hmm. When you get to when you go down there to vote, the person who um, is sitting by your ballot box is probably an ad hoc staff. Mm. Uh, a lot of the time, the person there's only one permanent INEX staff at a polling unit. Mm. That's the um, polling unit officer, the PUO. Mm. Every other member of staff there is an ad hoc staff. Mm. So the PUO just supervises the entire election. But the person like who, who opens your register mm. to say, oh yes, Sandra, you are a registered voter, mm. that's an ad hoc staff. The person who counts the votes is an ad hoc staff. My God. Yeah, so a lot of the time, until at the end of the at the end of the voting, the PUO signs the certificate. Most of the work is done by ad hoc staff. And so if the ad hoc staff are working for a politician, they can frustrate the other politician. Oh my god! So it's a it's a very critical thing, and it's one that most people don't pay attention to. Yeah. Most people don't even realize that that's happening. Yes, when because it's all done quietly, the politicians purposely keep it quiet, so you and I don't even know when INEC is doing its ad hoc stack recruitment exercise. So as a politician who knows this and who's casting other politicians, yes. would they beat you in the market? Why would they beat me? Well, they can try. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're basically casting them. I'm casting them. I'm casting them. I'm snitching so that y'all can know who's on your side come election time. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, um, we've talked about stage one. Mm-hmm. Let's move to stage two now. Uh-huh. So now stage two is when um, okay, the the creation of materials mm-hmm. and the moving of materials down come election time. Mm-hmm. Now you see that one is always fraught with difficulty. Hmm. Because Nigeria is a difficult place to move things around it. Hmm. Logistics is always a problem. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's easy to it's easy to hide malice mm-hmm. and make it look like incompetence. Oh, oh materials have not yet arrived. Mm-hmm. But we're all used to that happening in Nigeria. Yeah. That oh, um our jam script has not come from somewhere mm-hmm. or this thing we've it has not come from Lagos. We mm-hmm. all know that that happens on a day-to-day basis in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So when it happens on election day, mm-hmm. people don't always immediately realize that it is malice. They sometimes think it's just INEC being incompetent. Yeah. What often happens is this. All the, elect- all the election uh, materials, and when I say election materials, I'm specifically talking about mm-hmm. um, ballot papers, ballot boxes, mm-hmm. um, result sheets. Those are the things that without them, the election is not valid. Mm-hmm. Now, those things, once they're created, they're stored in the, with the central bank, mm-hmm. CBN. Mm-hmm. And then CBN and INEC take them from Abuja and distribute them to zonal um, zonal um, distribution centers. Mm-hmm. From the zonal dis- distribution centers, they're sent to state racks. From the state racks, then they go out to the various LGAs, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And that all happens starting the day before the election and it's concluded. Then, and so usually... By dawn mm-hmm. on election day, mm-hmm. the materials should be arriving or should have arrived in the states. Mm-hmm. And then from there, and then each political party is meant to send a representative to the airport or to the bus park or wherever it is that the election the materials come to, mm-hmm. verify that the materials are complete, and then the materials start moving to wherever they're going to. Mm-hmm. And all of this is done by CBN, INEC, with the security agencies assisting. Mm-hmm. But what normally happens, or what usually happens, is that when they get there, I like how your voice changes when you're about to tell us the scoop. Yes, I have to be. I have to say very quiet in case they're listening. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is, one party or the other mm-hmm. has already gotten the inside track with INEC or the security agencies, mm-hmm. and what they do is they ensure that the other parties' representatives mm-hmm. don't have access to the handover process. Hmm. So when the, the result, the um, the materials rather re- arrive at the airport mm-hmm. or arrive at your local CBN. Mm-hmm. One party, party ABC, mm-hmm. gets to go in, but party XYZ is kept out. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then what happens at that point is that the representative of the ABC mm-hmm. gets her hands on the materials. I don't like how you say her. Why? You can use he pronoun for mm. things like this. I'm a feminist ally. <laughs> Women can do everything men can do, including rigging elections. <laughs> and they do. They do. Oh, yes. Let's see, yeah, for this particular subject, the pronoun is he. Thank you very much. I use she in general. I'm just telling you. Okay. They <laughs> they get their hands on the on the electoral materials mm-hmm. and they divert them, so those materials never get to the polling unit. Mm-hmm. They never do. Mm-hmm. Maybe and sometimes you may, you know the funny thing about that is you may have an election. You go and you vote mm-hmm. at your polling unit and mm-hmm. you voted and you got your results and you're celebrating. But mm-hmm. that election you just did was just a show. You don't even realize it was a sham Damn. because every material got there mm-hmm. except for the polling unit result sheet. Mm-hmm. And that, and according to the Electoral Act and the INEC guidelines mm-hmm. for elections, mm-hmm. only the results written in the polling unit results sheet is valid. So you went over there and Sandra beat Andy 100 votes to 3 mm-hmm. at the polling unit. Mm-hmm. But Andy has a result sheet mm-hmm. which he took from the airport and he's sitting down right now in his house mm-hmm. and he writes, oh no, Andy won that election 500 votes to 4. And Damn. it does not matter what happened at the polling unit. My result stands. Damn. So that's when you hear people say, "Oh, they are writing the result." Mm. That's what they mean. Damn. Yeah. So. So for those of us who are at the at the um, polling booths, and we request for ele- for result sheets, and yeah. they show us the result sheets, are you saying that result sheets that they're sh- showing to us is fake or not it valid? Sometimes when you you demand and they show you the mm-hmm. result sheet, mm-hmm. it is a valid result sheet. Mm-hmm. But ask yourself a question: How many of you before you went to the polling unit saw? A sample of a real result sheet to know the difference between a real one and a fake one. Where are we going to see the INEC is supposed to show it to you? When is INEC supposed to show it to us? Before the election. Um, so usually there's a time frame two weeks before, something mm. like that. Yes, mm. INEC is supposed to make all this public, mm. and also the media has a responsibility to go because all of us can't go down to the INEC office. Right. Well, INEC normally has press conferences, and so the media is supposed to go down there, get those samples, mm. and publicize them. So, is the media complicit? Um, I would say that to an extent, the media is complicit. I would say also to an extent, the media is also not fully aware of all the nefarious things that the politicians are doing. Oh my goodness! Okay, so first things first is um the the um the creation of the process where mm-hmm. we have um a recruitment going on that we're not even aware is going on. Right. Where the um, um politicians chuck their people into the process and then we get to the second phase the materials so before we even see the materials the people who are more interested in the materials um, turning out a certain way have grabbed their copies now yes and then we go to the third phase yes third phase is not when you get to the election the the, the polling unit itself Mm. so let us assume that the INEC people who were at who were distributing the materials mm-hmm. were, were you know they did it straight down the middle mm-hmm. and they did not allow anybody to hijack the materials mm-hmm. and the materials now get to the polling units. Mm-hmm. Now the next thing that happens is accreditation. Mm-hmm. So all of you line up and they check your name in the register mm-hmm. and they ensure that you are a registered voter mm-hmm. with a valid PVC mm-hmm. and then they put you aside say, so yeah, stand over here mm-hmm. and wait for voting. Mm-hmm. Accreditation itself is another place where politicians hijack the process. Okay, um, in the, let's leave, use 2015 election as an example. Mm-hmm. You have a card reader, mm-hmm. and the card reader was there to assist with accreditation. Oh, yeah, you wrote about this. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. The whole idea was this. Accreditation is no longer at the discretion of the ad hoc staff mm-hmm. holding the register. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you put your card in the card reader. Mm-hmm. The card reader checks and ensures that your card is valid, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and that two, the card corresponds to a valid um, record of a voter in the in the registry, the electronic mm-hmm. registry. Mm-hmm. When it does that, it prompts you to put your thumb or your finger on the, you know, the biometric reader. Mm-hmm. The biometric reader now confirms that your biometrics mm-hmm. are the same as the ones for that recorded vote, that registered voter. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're, you're cleared to vote, you're mm-hmm. credited to vote. Mm-hmm. So that process must be automated mm-hmm. and removed from the discretion of the ad hoc staff. Of the, the human po- beings. Yes. Let the machines deal with yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what started happening in the last election? All of a sudden, you have these cases of widespread card I reader malfunction. Hmm. But that's that's possible. I mean, computers are pretty stupid. Yes, of course. And that's the thing with things like this that happen in Nigeria. There's always room for doubt I as mean, to whether it's, it's whether it's malice or whether it's incompetence. Mm. Yes, that, and but but the politician plays on those doubts. <sighs> so what happened then? Okay, like so by the time of the governorship election in 2015, which was the last round of elections, mm-hmm. um, INEC put out a very simple guideline: mm-hmm. if the card reader fails in your polling unit, mm-hmm. do not hold an election. Do not do manual accreditation. Hmm. Make a note and we'll come back the next day. Hmm. But in many, many polling units, they, did it manually. they still did it manually. Why? Because manual accreditation allows the youth copper to look at you and see that Andy Obofuribo is not registered in this unit. Mm-hmm. Andy Obofuribo did not even come with a PVC, mm-hmm. whether a fake one or a real one, mm-hmm. and say, yes, he came with a PVC, mm-hmm. he's a valid voter, yeah. And marks you and allows you to vote. So that's chiefly the problem of INEC. Yes, it's chiefly the problem of INEC, and the seed of that problem was sown when ad hoc staff, staff were selected. Hmm. And it was sown when, for the last three years, INEC, INEC's budget was coming late mm-hmm. and the governors were taking care of the wrecks. And so you have a situation where, let's say you have a polling unit with a very low turnout. So mm-hmm. polling unit has a thousand registered voters mm-hmm. and only hundred people show up. Mm-hmm. But now, because you're using manual accreditation, mm-hmm. the ad hoc staff can say, actually, 800 people showed up. Mm-hmm. Or, in fact, a full 1,000 people showed up. <laughs> and they accredit the rest of you, the hundred of you that actually came. Mm-hmm. They accredit you to vote, no mm-hmm. problem. And mm-hmm. you go and you vote. Mm-hmm. But then they take 900 other voters, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, ballot papers, mm-hmm. and they give it to the politicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, these ones were accredited too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And the politicians sit down in the corner and just thumbprint and vote for themselves 900 times. Okay, so let's say that all these things that you are talking about worked out. Mm-hmm. Ad hoc staff, you know, right guys. Yes. Um, the all check out. Distribution, no loopholes. Mm-hmm. Everything works great. The voting itself, um, card readers work or some other process, accreditation, whatever actually yes. works. Um, how else could this happen? How else could there be malpractice? Yeah, like I said, well, time for voting. Well, of course, you have the good old-fashioned, the old-school ways. <laughs> the old-school, honest ways to rig an election. Which is... Snatch the ballot box and run. And run for it. Yes, that was a time when politicians had honor. Mm. There was pride in the craft of rigging an election. <laughs> you, yeah, but why did we do it like that? I mean, so that means at that time, they actually believed that what you were thumbprinting counted. And yeah, that's why they count. had to snatch it. Yeah, it did count. So how do we get from that point to this point where they don't even care anymore about snatching the boxes? No, because they don't care anymore about snatching the boxes because the system has gotten so corrupt. Like back then, mm-hmm. you couldn't go to the neck. You know, that the, the, the people before INEC were neck, mm-hmm. NEC. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to the neck staff mm-hmm. and co- collude with them mm-hmm. and they would give you the result mm-hmm. sheets. 
that was unthinkable. Mm. The, the, the corruption had not pervaded society to that point. Mm. Pro corruption and poverty mm. had not gotten to that point that people who had been entrusted by the government to keep an election fair mm -hmm. would hand over resource sheets before an election. Mm -hmm. It was unthinkable. Mm -hmm. So the only time the politician had access to the system was at voting. And he would wait and he would grab the ballot boxes and gr grab the ballot papers and go and stuff them. Damn. So now we're hungrier. Yes. And we're more corrupt. Yes. So obviously they don't even need to stress with the snatching anymore. No, the snatching is not even really necessary. It's only when the person who snatches is the person who, like, the party that has already lost the rigging war mm -hmm. and accreditation and a distribution. Mm -hmm. So they're the underdog now. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, let's grab the ballot box and see what like, let's <laughs> say. Yeah, like that happened during my election. Like, you uh, my, grabbed ballot boxes? No, my opponent grabbed a, a ballot box at my polling unit. My polling unit. Mm -hmm. They grabbed the ballot box. Okay. The, the, the youth corpor, mm -hmm. the ad hoc staff, mm -hmm grabbed the result sheet mm -hmm. and told the policeman that was with her mm -hmm. to grab the ballot box and they grabbed them and they ran whoa yeah they ran but my the voters mm -hmm. chased them down oh and it turned into a whole thing and it was a whole thing and then the army came mm -hmm. and when the army came because at least they were at first they were trying to side with the INEC people mm -hmm. but because of the crowd and mm -hmm. the shouting mm -hmm. they let it they, they just had to let it happen and oh. brought back the, the, you must be really popular you have to be popular if you want to if you want to stop rigging mm -hmm. you have to be popular you have mm -hmm. to have the people by your side people power is the only power that can stop a rigged election okay so let's move from um from all of these phases mm -hmm. what's the next phase fine so we've done accreditation now vote after after the voting has taken place mm -hmm. no ballot paper no ballot box was snatched mm -hmm. they announced the result mm -hmm. let's even say that the result was written down on the legitimate result sheet mm -hmm. all of you voters are happy mm -hmm. no your vote was not stolen mm -hmm. and you go home as you go home the next stage is for the result sheet mm -hmm. and the ballot papers mm -hmm. to be taken from the polling unit mm -hmm. to your ward collation center Ah. where all the ballots from all the polling units in the ward mm -hmm. are brought together, quick math, to find out the result from the ward. Mm. Now, the next level of rigging takes place there. And that's the hardest one to break. Because what happens is, let's say my party has gotten the EOs from INEC on their side. Mm -hmm. When the results get to the collation center... EO now is election officer, right? Yeah, electoral officer. Mm -hmm. Every party is meant to have an agent inside the collation center. Mm -hmm. But they just allow my agent to go in and stop your agent from going in. Yeah. And so, that's what happened a lot in River State in the, in the 2015 elections 2015 as well. and 2011 and, and, and there, 2007. And there was also complaints of, um, yeah, sure, there's a result sheet, but the results wasn't written on the original, on the legit result sheet. Yes. So uh, we got that complaint a lot um, for, the, for the 2015. I didn't really pay attention during the 2011 election. It was the same thing. But I know that it happened a lot, a lot in, 2015. in 2015. So they were saying, no lie, the results were they right, no, before the original um, result sheets, blah, 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 yep. blah. So so when you said um, that, when you made the, the statement about legitimate results, so it took my mind back to that. Yes. Now we get to a point where... Um, you're, and that's illegal, right? Yes. Your 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 agent is allowed in yes. to the collation it's center exactly. and my agent isn't. It's not allowed. And then what happens then, and it's really done, and the people stopping your agent from going in are security agents, army and police. That's usually the case. And now my agent sits down with the INEX staff inside the collation center mm -hmm. and he gives them the result he wants. He says, no, look, okay, yeah, Sandra Party is, is meant to be winning by 5,000 votes to 1,000. Well, no, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Let it flip it. Mm -hmm. 
give me 5,000, give Sandra 1,000. Yeah. And that's what happens. And then you have a situation where the polling unit results sheets, legitimate ones, the mm. valid polling unit results sheets, mm. are showing a different result mm -hmm. from the results on the Ward Coalition Center results sheets mm -hmm. and the LGA Coalition Center results sheets. That was the case in my election. Mm. My election, I still have my results sheets today. <laughs> my results sheets at the polling unit level mm -hmm. show me the clear victor. Mm -hmm. But the results sheets at higher levels show me the clear loser. And Technically, according to, at least by then, by back then, according to the Electoral Act back then mm -hmm. and the INA guidelines back then, mm -hmm. in a situation of that kind of discrepancy, mm -hmm. the polling unit result sheets mm -hmm. are more reliable and should be the valid ones taken, mm -hmm. not the collation, because those ones happen at voting. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that, so INEC assumes that the collation center result sheets are the ones that have been doctored, mm -hmm. but then that means you go into court. Mm -hmm. And going to court is a whole other yes. drama. Right, which we'll also get to, which is also part of the rigging process. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so, what happens is the collation center result has, once that first level of collation, ward, mm -hmm. a new result has been put in, mm -hmm. everything else just cascades from there. Mm -hmm. Because those ward results are sent up to the LG mm -hmm. and they're added together. Mm -hmm. And then those LGA results are sent to the state mm -hmm. and they're added together. Mm -hmm. And then by the time Jega is sitting there with Urubebe mm -hmm. shouting, mm -hmm. Those results that are coming into Jega mm -hmm. are the results of that dirty collation. Damn. And it's already too late. See, okay. So, I mean, part of what you talked about in the previous episode was how to stop this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you said was that people need to say enough. Yes. How do the people say enough at a collation center for crying out loud? Mm -hmm. they, don't forget that they have security agencies trying to intimidate us yes how are we going to make that stop how are we going to get there and insist that you take the agent of a party that we're interested in in as well with the agent that you um probably has paid you or something i mean like it it all seems so daunting let me reel with you all for a moment mm -hmm. here's a simple truth mm -hmm. the only way you stop them at the collision center mm -hmm. is by mass action if a crowd of voters mm -hmm. a large enough crowd of voters mm -hmm. storms a collision center they will tear gases they will shoot into the air. Are you in the air? Unless... Stray un bullets will catch us. You must remember this. Mm -hmm. They can't kill us all. And they won't try it once they know they can't. <laughs> you don't know that. These people are crazy. We have precedent. It has worked. We see. It, we saw it in River State in the rerun election. Of because they went there with um, Wiki at the time. Yeah, Mike led the charge. You can't shoot into a crowd that has Mike leading the charge. Well, exactly. But you see, even if Mike was not... Say okay. Sandra is leading the charge. What's uh -huh. going to stop them from firing at Sandra? They don't know who see, I am. I'm not a politician. Man, see, if, if a thousand people mm -hmm. are facing 20 policemen or 20 soldiers, mm -hmm. and the soldiers shoot, mm -hmm. and the soldiers kill 40 people, mm -hmm. and the remaining 900, 900 and um, whatever number of people mm -hmm. charge, charge down at the charge down on the soldiers mm -hmm. those soldiers are done and so those soldiers are not going to shoot 40 soldiers, people are dead but no, who that's wants the point. to die for this no, country what i'm saying is this the soldiers themselves mm -hmm. have already done that math in their head before they shoot huh. but you see we all it's the fear that binds us to say oh no they're going to shoot us mm -hmm. but the soldiers are not idiots they know that if they shoot 40 people dead out mm -hmm. of a nine out of a thousand the meaning 960 are going to kill them they're going to shoot one person dead all they need to do is shoot one person dead the other um 999 will run for it but here's the thing we're more likely to run for it than attack the soldiers and then, then, we, then we deserve to have our elections rigged hmm 
that's what it comes down to at the end of the day mm. it's a calculation it's a question are you ready to risk your life to defend your vote my if, blood is not worth the blood of any nigerian but you know your your, your blood ambition, your, your ambi- our ambitions my ambition is I, not worth the blood of any right. nigerian the the ambition of a politician is not worth your blood mm. but your right to choose your leader should be and as long as a nigerian refuses to accept that to say my right to choose who leads me even the leader is adult is worth the risk because it's not about who the leader is it's about my ability to choose a leader and replace him it's about my choice yes and until that happens until the, the politicians realize that look these people we can't rig elections mm. these people will stand up to us rigging elections mm. and then that means we have to perform because if we don't perform they just bundle us out and we can't control the process we continue to have bad leaders so it comes out and that is why these the, the elections are so high stakes mm. the the politicians are fighting each other mm. but they're also indirectly fighting us oh, yeah. they're showing us each time every four years that we are powerless that's right but if we and show them just once that we are powerful it makes it that much harder for them to do the nonsense that they do but like I said River State they stormed the coalition center mm-hmm. and the results stood mm-hmm. Ikiti State did it like as far back as 2003 mm. um, I'm sorry 2007 rather um, after the rerun elections in Ikiti State mm-hmm. that's where we got the whole rig and roast thing from mm-hmm. where people of Ikiti were just like come and try rig election here and we'll roast you alive <laughs> now I'm not recommending that I'm not recommending that threat but I'm saying if the people are able to withstand the politicians the and intimidation the, then that, that way it. of rigging election is stopped damn okay so thank you for gingering us let's move away from um collision center now mm-hmm. right and move on to the next phase yeah so once the collision center is done um then the whole, the next thing is announcement of results that's right now the thing with they can rig there too oh yes how oh it's been done oh my because, god you, see, you know Niger- nigerian law is a bit archaic uh-huh. about things like this a bit yeah so <laughs> nigerian law puts a lot of of emphasis on like ceremonial things mm. like announcement mm. like it's not a valid and result mace. until on mace <laughs> so the assembly can't sit unless the mace is there mm. uh, election is not a, a result until it's announced wow so what happens is that is uh, a very desperate politician realizes that mm-hmm. until the returning officer announces a result mm-hmm. there's no result mm-hmm. but once the result, returning officer announces a result mm-hmm. that result is valid mm-hmm. so as long as the returning officer announced a result and declared a valid candidate the winner mm-hmm. It does not matter if that person won the election or not. That person is doesn't the matter what the results sheet say. Right, that mm. person is a winner. Mm. So we've had a few occasions in the past mm-hmm. where. Do you re- remember any examples? You can't name them. Okay, you should see his face right now. Well, we let us say that we had an, a case in Anambra State <laughs> where a returning officer was kidnapped mm. and brought out into the public to announce a winner mm-hmm. and then return to his kidnappery. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. And the person he announced as a winner of the election was the winner of the election. Who was that? The winner of the election. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, after that, mm-hmm. the recourse, the only recourse you have mm-hmm. if you are the wronged party mm-hmm. is to go to court. You go to the tribunal. See, you go to the tribunal. There you'll be safe. Yes, yeah, the tribunal. The last hope of the common man. Exactly. No. <sighs> Elections are rigged in the courts as well. How? Let's just say, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. The justices of the courts mm-hmm. are, are Nigerians 
as other Nigerians are. Mm-hmm. And uh, to quote Files the Bad Guy in This Is Nigeria. Oh, you saw that video. Did you I like it? That. I like the video. I like the video. The... All of us in a criminal, according to Files. I'm not a criminal. Thank I'm you not as well, but I guess, <laughs> but I think it applies to the judges. Yeah. Uh, we have a we, we have a big problem. Um, we have a situation where, okay, for instance, I gave the example in the last podcast and I give it in my article as well, but it bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Again, I like to use my own state. All politics is local. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, INEC, INEC gave us the card readers and the PVCs, mm-hmm. the electronic PVCs and the biometrics, mm-hmm. all to avoid manual accreditation. Mm-hmm. And it all depended on the electronic register, voters mm-hmm. register. Mm-hmm. So, we all vote based on that. In River State, in many places, manual accreditation was used. The card re- readers were ignored. Mm-hmm. And even in places, even in polling units where the card reader was working, mm-hmm. so you have a situation like in a particular polling unit where maybe the card reader shows that 100 people were accredited to vote, mm-hmm. but they now use manual accreditation to accredit like 700 more. Mm-hmm. And so the final result has 800 people instead of 100. Mm-hmm. And so those were the issues that some of the people who were declared the losers took to the Supreme Court. Okay. And the Supreme Court told all of us, that um, the card reader was not a valid form of accreditation yeah. because the it relied on an electronic voter's register. This was stupid really. And ever. that a voter's register can only be a book with made of paper with records written in ink. But let's also take a look at that judgment. I mean, isn't there some sort of validity to that? Oh, then in, the, in that case, why, why the book... Why didn't they simply say that, no, a register can only be a slate with a slate with chalk? <laughs> you know, that is what is so magical about the book. Is yeah. it like, you know, technology advances. That's right. It moves forward. And things like of, of that specific nature are not supposed to be ruled on. Mm. You know, uh, INEC should have the discretion mm-hmm. to decide what medium it stores information. That's right. The, 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 the important thing is the information not the medium in which I choose to store it so when the court does that and sends us back to the 20th or 19th century man and they did it with their chest they did it with their chest like shame no catch them for mouth they did it with their chest because the justice of the supreme court had collected money from the governor of river state to give him that result (gasps) shots but it's not the first time um he's the head of the opposition Mm -hmm. in river state Mm -hmm at the time mm-hmm. previously mm-hmm. became a, was a governor of River State and he became a governor of River State from a dodgy Supreme Court ruling as well which I will also say mm. he received after giving money to the Supreme Court mm. where the Supreme Court decided a man who did not contest the election mm-hmm. was not on a ballot mm-hmm. was the governor <sighs> so yeah that's so much for the uh Last hope of the common man. Okay, so what what is our hope then? I mean, if... Ourselves. Hmm. See, y'all don't want to do the hard work. No, we don't. They don't want to do the dangerous work. We like you life. Want just, we want to learn shaku shaku. You people just want me to be there by myself. <laughs> like this. No, I want you all to come and help me. We want to learn shaku shaku. You know, see the way uh, our false bad guy was shading the rest of us. Serious things are going on, but we're watching Big Brother Niger and we're learning the new dance moves. Well, and that's all of that fine. There's, there's, there's room for all of that. Mm. Um, I myself am um, inclined to learn how to shaku. Is it how many shackles? Is it one or two? You have knocked knees. You can't shackle. Yeah. Well. You can just stand and shuffle. Okay, I think that that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's fine, and I'm a big fan of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Nigeria, Nigeria, oh, yeah. who was your favorite in the just concluded one? Uh, this, uh, this last one, 
I think Big Brother ended the day T Boss was evicted last one of this one. Yeah, same. I didn't I didn't I didn't watch this year's one at mm. all. But I followed on social media and everybody was ranting and raving about CC. Yeah, everybody was, yeah, everybody was against CC. Did yeah. you like CC? No, she was she was alright. Did you want to vote for CC? No. Okay. Although I was sure that my vote would count. Uh, well, he just sh- well. Are you sure your votes counted? I mean, Nigerians have um, also said, you know, that um, this year's Big Brother Niger was rigged in some way because CC came in second and um, Toby was sent out of the house. Alex as well. well what, people are always saying that every every season of Big Brother. What a they didn't say that with Ife and Toby and um, oh yeah, people were shouting that yeah, no, people, people were shouting that Ife should not have gotten that far. <laughs> I agree that Ife should not have gotten that far. Well, thing, you know, what I've learned about Africans, even when I was in people of Africa, people mm. say they hate people, mm. but they still vote for them. True. Yeah, but taking it back to our situation, uh, we we have the ability, we can enjoy life and do all these things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our civic duty, it's only once. It's once every four years. Yeah, we vote once every four years, or once every three if you're. But state we also has have a president to worry about, Andy. And if the president um, says that you come out and you make too much noise, you're going to get card Nobody wants to get card Yeah, but the president also shows that when we come out in enough numbers, they bow. Do they? They do. They bow. I've already given you two examples. Ekiti State and River State. I've given you... You've seen, like, you know, okay. See, fuel subsidy where Nigerians came out and ill-advisedly mm. came out and protested it. That's a subject we're going to discuss soon, though. Yes, we'll have we, to. We need to talk about fuel subsidy. Yes, yeah, but you see, government bowed. Right? See, the, the, truth of, the truth of the matter is that we have more power than we give ourselves credit for. That's right. But the problems that we're always looking for is savior from within the system. That's right. We're looking for a good INEC chairman to do it. Mm. We're looking for a good president who will hands off the process. Mm. We're looking for... Good the, politicians. The, yeah, and you can't have it that way. They, they can't fight against their own interests. Exactly. I mean, the, the way the system is set up right now benefits them. Exactly. Benefits so, only them. So why should they dismantle it for your sake? That's right. The only person in whose interest it is to have free and fair elections is a Nigerian voter. Yeah. So why should a Nigerian voter expect anybody else to, work to fix the system for you and, and and something else is we don't even realize that it's not it's not it's they're not doing it for us it's us versus them it is us versus them as we a, don't realize that the, it is the, the entire political class mm-hmm. has a vested interest in keeping things the way they are mm-hmm. they have a vested interest in keeping us uninformed mm-hmm. and powerless mm-hmm. and so and afraid yes because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of fear tactics that, that, that is employed yes you know? and, and that is a common trend for when a minority of people are pressing the majority the only way a minority can keep a majority sub- subdued mm-hmm. without force of arms mm-hmm. is psychological warfare that's right and we, they keep us so they, they make us do the job of keeping ourselves bound hmm and by telling ourselves that we can't stop them from rigging elections. No, no, they are way in Nigeria. Yeah. And we don't realize that we can actually stop this. We yes. can end this. We can end it. We, we can, we just, it just requires a bit of civic action, a bit of mass action, a bit of cooperation. And this is where I oftentimes criticize the church and then people attack me mm-hmm. because I always point out mm-hmm. that people go to great lengths for mm-hmm. their churches. Mm-hmm. They 
okay, great example. Look at what happened. Exactly um, with, uh, the the, with the Catholic priests and, yes, and Benway. The Catholic Church came out. To, the Catholic Church came out to protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, declared a protest against the killings in the Middle Belt, mm-hmm. and all across the country, people came out in protest. In their it numbers, would, it would have been nice for the Catholic Church to have done this, like long before a Catholic priest got killed. But at least they it did may, it. At least they've done it. And other, they've done it, or Gedepo hasn't done it, and other Deborah churches hasn't done, done it. it. No other church has done it. Mm-hmm. And so, but it shows you the power of the church. So I, ask, I always ask people. But has question. it had any effect? I mean. It's a start. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But like I always tell people, I, I can point that I always make if all the major churches, the Catholic Church, my Anglican Church, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, the. My Church of Satan. Is that a major church? <laughs> There are like three of you in that church uh, in Nigeria anyway. Uh, <laughs> Winner's Chapel, Redeemed, Christ Embassy. Deeper Life. Deeper Life. All of them. If all the Assemblies of God, if all those churches, all their GOs and primates and OPM. Archbishops, well, forget the OPM. Yes. That's that Salvation Ministries. If all of them, mm-hmm. House on the Rock, mm-hmm. if all of them came together. Dominion City. Had a meeting. Mm-hmm. And came out of that meeting and all Who's the GOs that? came out and said, look, we're telling our congregants that from now on, election malpractice should not stand in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Elections should not be rigged. Mm-hmm. And we are going to work with you mm-hmm. to find ways to stand up to stop election mm-hmm. rigging on, on election day. Mm-hmm. It's not going to continue. It will not continue, at least not at the scale it's going on right now. But again, the way the, the process is set up right now also benefits some of those daddy GOs. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Yeah, I mean that they're, they're fraternizing with these people. Hey, you know, like I've worked on, I've, I've worked on two governorship campaigns, mm-hmm. and it is a necessary part of as as the same as the same time that the candidate is going around mm-hmm. LGA by LGA, mm-hmm. doing rallies. He's mm-hmm. also going around church by church, like geo to geo, having mm-hmm. private meetings with all the geos, begging them him. to endorse him, mm-hmm. and money is changing hands. Mm-hmm. So why would they want? So made. why would they want to tell anybody to not? You so know? perhaps in the same way that I'm telling my fellow Nigerians mm-hmm. to realize that when it comes to politicians it's us versus them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they also know that when it comes to their pastors it is us versus them. Amen to that brother. Amen. Okay so this is where we wrap things up for today on this episode of How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. This is a part two of episode one. Episode one is How Nigerian Elections Work, but don't, yeah. So, um, you should listen to that so that um, it gives you context to listen to this. But if you just listen to this alone, you're still still going to be okay. We're going to record a brand new episode next week, so look out for it. We haven't decided what we're going to talk about yet, but we have a long list of things I would like to get into. Uh, when we do decide, you are going to be the first person who, of course, knows about it. You'll know firsthand if you are subscribed, first things first, to this podcast. Also, if you are following us on social media, we are on Twitter, How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. Yes. I'm on Twitter as, at SSZQuestity. I'm on Twitter as at Android O. Okay. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.